politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to guard our liberties. This is a brand new week here at CR Podcast. Daniel Horowitz, your host, back in the house uh, Monday, May 24th. And I'm going to have to start putting out a show on Sunday because there is just too much to go over in one day from the weekend. So much news on COVID fascism, vaccine distortions, and lying Crime stories, illegal immigration stories, cultural rot gut stories. We are always skating to where the puck is going, not to where it has already been. This is the cutting edge. We are all about building narratives, building solutions. It's truly shocking that we don't have a political party or even much of a movement doing this. But look, we are happy to provide that service. You could subscribe really anywhere you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google uh, Podcasts. Uh, Make sure you send this show to all your friends and relatives. Give us a five-star rating, as always. Um, Man, folks, there is really a lot I've been chomping at the bit to get to. I was away a little bit um, over the weekend. We, tra- we uh, traveled for our fiftieth uh, anniversary for our in-laws' fiftieth marriage anniversary, and it's so sad because it's something that is becoming less and less common. And God knows that in the next thirty to fifty years, how much are we even going to see of this in society? Our friends at Just the News put out uh, U.S. Fertility rate falls to record low. European-style pro-family benefits offer no panacea. Um, so obviously, CDC reported this month that the country's fertility rate was down 4% from 2019, another record low. And, you know, they make an interesting point that I myself made during the tax debate. If you remember, Marco Rubio and Mike Lee, uh, you know, they, 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 there's this group of people that believe we need to pay people to have kids, just like triple the child tax credit, hand out welfare, and this and that. And, you know, many of us said, look, it's not a financial issue. That's not what's holding people back from having kids, um, from starting families. It is a cultural problem because the reason why the fertility rate is down is the same reason the marriage rate is down. And to the extent there are marriages, the divorce rate is through the roof, and there are so few people celebrating 50th anniversaries despite people living longer than ever. And by the way, I mean, my in-laws are in their uh, early 70s, so it's not like they're that old. Um, You know, we we should be seeing in this country a lot of 60th, 70th anniversaries. So that was certainly a terrific event for all the kids, grandkids went to, so I'm just a little bit groggy from our late trip back. Um, but folks, we have a lot of information to share with you today on all sorts of fronts, and it's going to make you pissed off, and I don't care, because that's my goal. I want you guys to get mad. But you also need to keep your blood pressure down, which is why I recommend you guys purchase the most delicious tasting wines at conservativewine.com. Yes, there is such a thing. Uh, Down in Argentina, they have vineyards up at 9,000 feet in the Andes Mountains. They make world-class 90-point wine there. Um, But the wine is becoming more scarce because you have BLM type of 
organizations in Argentina that are just running loose, smashing everything. So you should snap up these wines while you still can, while they are being imported. Uh, they taste incredible. Notes of blackberry, dark, dark cherry, leather, smoke. They go great with a steak and certainly great as a, you know, just a one cup a night. You don't want more than that because you don't want to become another uh, COVID depression alcoholic uh, statistic that we have plenty of that. But today, the guys over at conservativewine.com got another special shipment just for you guys. They want to share it with you 50% off both shipping and pricing. Again, that is conservativewine.com. Now, folks, before I want to before I get into the Joseph Menengala nature of what they are doing with the vaccines and lying to us, what they're doing on children. I just would be remiss not to follow up on one story um, that I gave over on Friday. And for those of you who didn't hear Friday's show, it's definitely worth it uh, to, to go back and listen. Episode 878, we had Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeehan of Idaho on. She is challenging Rhino Brad Chicken Little. That is a very, very important race to get involved in. But one of the stories I mentioned is that there was this horrific incident where an 82-year-old American woman living in Martin County, Florida, you know, should be reaping the benefits of her golden years, grandkids. I'm assuming she wasn't married at this point because it appears she was living living alone. At its core, this is why we have government, to protect people like that. She woke up at 3 a.m. in her home. Man broke in, tied her up, and raped her for 45 minutes. 82 years old. I was told by the sheriff that he really did a number on her. So there's a lot of physical trauma as well. Well, it turns out this individual suspect, Marvin Alon Mendoza, 20 years old, came here illegally in 2016 from Guatemala, like so many of these, I guess, 15-year-olds, that's what he was at the time, children that we resettle in our country. I don't know if he wound up finagling status, but he definitely came here as an illegal. But here's the big story. As I noted, he had, when he was a juvenile, a bunch of charges that, of course, we don't find out what they are, wasn't deported. Then... After that, he was arrested for, I believe, grand theft and then battery. I don't know if it was a girlfriend or something, but he choked her unconscious. So this is real, real serious stuff. Was not deported. Then in 2019, he was exposing himself and doing all sorts of things in a public park in front of children. He was arrested. He did serve 100 days in jail in Martin County, never deported. There were at least three opportunities, likely a lot more than that, to remove this guy and save this woman potentially from having to undergo such an ordeal. But our government failed. And by the way, this was you know when Trump was president. This was before the official suspension of deportations. Those of you who are with me in 2018, 2019, when I really delved into this criminal alien crisis will remember how we always tried to quantify just how common 
these occurrences are. The sexual offenders among these Guatemalans, the criminals, it's unbelievable how many there are. We have our own criminals that we're not deterring and punishing. Is it too much to ask that we merely keep out and then certainly remove those who have already committed crimes from other countries' criminals? So we talked about that on Friday. Now, I spoke with the sheriff, terrific guy, Sheriff William Snyder, and I had a bunch of questions about just, you know, his history and everything. You know what he told me? He said the bastards at DHS said, you better not release any information about his immigration history to the public. It's illegal to do so. Now, obviously, it's made up. There is no such statute. There is a stupid statute regarding refugee resettlement and privacy, as well as minors. But if you're an adult, standard illegal alien, it's simply not true, certainly at a, at a federal level and certainly at a, you know, for, for local law, law enforcement to do it, but they're trying to intimidate him. What does it tell you that they want to keep that information under wraps, just like we're seeing with the vaccines? No, 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 no. Shut up. Don't talk about adverse events. I always say it's not even the bias of the way they report things that are being reported, but the obfuscation and stifling of important news. How many people know about this in America, about this 82-year-old woman? And it's not a one-off. It's not a one-off. ICE only has 5,000 deportation officers for the entire country. NYPD is at least 20,000 officers. Just in 2019, ICE detained, and these are just the people they catch, which is a fraction of them. People just in one year, and this reoccurs every year, accounting for 12,000 sex offenses with more than 5,000 convictions and charges for sexual assault, 45,000 convictions and charges for you know, regular assault, 74,000 convictions and charges for DUIs, 10,000 charges and convictions for weapons offenses. Homicides usually ranges from like 1,900 to 2,300 a year, 1,800 for kidnapping. And that's just the small amount that the few deportation officers are able to deal with. As we see, this guy was not part of that statistic originally when he had all those charges. This crisis of suffering from repeat violent offenders of other countries. And what needs to be done about that? But you see how important this case is, the fact that they are saying, you're not allowed to say anything about it. Now think about that, folks. Think about that for a moment. Our privacy is out the window under the guise of public health. They could trace, track you, treat you without any symptoms as a sick person. They could demand to know whether you were vaccinated, demand you to cover your mouth. There's no privacy. Everyone's yelping. No HIPAA. No HIPAA. Nothing. Yet when it comes to other countries' sex offenders, they're concerned about their privacy. That is the country we are living in. Now, folks, given that it is the country we're living in, you got to protect yourself from domestic criminals, illegal alien criminals, The way to do that is by actually learning how to defend yourself with a gun, not just owning it, not just buying ammo and holsters, but learning how to actually 
defend yourself with it. And, and that's not the same thing as just going target practice. ConstitutionCoach.com offers 90% off the training in Front Sight, Nevada, where we go out. I'll, I'm going to be there next week. Uh, Sunday, Monday, uh, Sunday night, I think I get in. Can't wait to meet you guys. Um, there is still some space, I believe, in the following week, June 6th. That is the last chance to go before the fall trips. Now, if it's too hot for you or you can't take off, definitely book a flight in the fall. Um, you go to constitutioncoach.com. There's dates for September, October, all the information for you know what you need to bring for the course, what it's about. We learn the Constitution at night. We spend all day at the range. Um, it's a lot of fun. You meet the best patriots around in the country. That's really one of the uh, best parts of this trip. And you will learn how to properly defend yourself with a handgun. And once you get there, there's a number of other terrific offers that you're going to have access to uh, for other courses as well. Definitely sign up, constitutioncoach.com. You know what? I mean, it's it's hot, but so far the forecast, it's not like it's going to be one of these 110, 115 degree days. You know, it's going to be like 85 to 90 during the day. At night, it's pretty nice, actually. So it's not terrible. Um, given what it could be. So again, um, June 6th, two weeks from now, there still is some room open for those classes. Uh, email me, dharwitz at blazemedia.com if you have any just personal questions about the trips as well. Again, just to close out here with them hiding the information from us. So what do we do about this? Number one is we need to publicize this. If people would know the number of heinous crimes that are committed by them every day. You hear these crazy stories. Do you know how many of them are committed by illegals? Let me just give you a sense of this for a moment. ICE announced um, in, I believe this was fiscal year 2019, they they announced that, and, and this is truly scary, truly, truly scary, they announced that, just getting the numbers here, criminals against whom detainers were lodged accounted for 17,873 criminal convictions and another 6,500 charges on top of that, total of like, you know, 25,000. They included 200 homicides, 500 robberies, 1,000 sexual offenses, over 1,000 weapons offenses, over 3,500 assaults, and over 1,500 DUIs. This is just what they caught in the New York City office. And they, their point was, out of the 20, you know, out of the 75, 26 detainers on people that had a cumulative total of like 24,000 charges and convictions, just 10 of them were honored by New York. Um, and they had to get the rest on their own, and many, many they don't get. But I just want you to understand conceptually what that means. In 2018, there were only 289 murders in New York City's five boroughs and 69 murders in the nine other counties surrounding the cities that are also in the area of operation of New York City's ice field office. Okay, so you, you know that, that gets you about 360 or so homicides in one year. Now, obviously, not every murder results 
in the rest of a suspect. Clearance rates hover at around 60-70%. Thus, there are easily under 300 homicide suspects every year in New York. Now, it's going up because crime's going up, but this was as of a couple of years ago. Those numbers might be slightly higher for 2019, but let's just say 300 homicide suspects every year. For ICE to have definitively identified aliens with 200 murder convictions or charges in just one year's worth of detainers is astounding. Now, again, I'm not saying 200 out of the 300 committed in that year were illegal aliens. It's probably some number lower than that. But remember, it wasn't an aberration. Every year, the numbers are pretty much the same. They re, they catch you know, roughly the same number. So there's some backlog or whatever. But the point is, this is astounding. New York City has a population of 8.5 million people. Illegal aliens likely compose about 6% of the population of the region. More in the city itself, 6%. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you that it's 200 out of 300 in one year, but it's more than 6%. Also remember that when you have 1,500 DUIs, a number of those resulted in vehicular homicide. I've, I've actually written a lot about that. Those are not included in the homicide numbers. So we have a, the, a, a danger in this country of so many of these people going undetained, and they commit more crimes, more crimes. Several things need to happen. One, there needs to be lawsuits against DHS. In a case like this, I've spoken to people. I actually spoke to Ken Cuccinelli, who was the deputy um, DHS secretary under Trump. He said that they would have a huge cause of action, this family here of this 82-year-old woman. She would have a major cause of action because he has shown a proclivity to both violence and sexual offenses, and he was removable, and he wasn't removed. So that's number one. We need private lawsuits. Number two, states have to start passing their own laws to hold these people. I don't care what the courts say. Plus, we do have a new Supreme Court, so it's worth testing it at least. And number three, yes, eventually we do need to get to a point, you got to walk before you run, where we are removing where states fly them back. Because, oh, Daniel, what do you mean? It's a federal thing. Yeah, but what if the federal government says, screw you, we're going to have millions of criminal aliens and we're not going to do anything about it. States are at the mercy of the feds to not enforce the law? No. I'm sick of us suffering the consequences of them violating the Constitution and then we're stuck with very limited options of recourse and we're like, well, Daniel, is it lawful for us to do this? Well, is it lawful for them to do what they're doing? No. So we have the right to do whatever it takes to evacuate ourselves from the down river, downstream effects of their unconstitutional policies and laws and edicts. And obviously here they're violating the law. So again, I just wanted to get that off my shoulders. I wanted you guys to know that they're actually trying to intimidate sheriffs from releasing information to people like me um, about the immigration history of all these guys. So this is something I really want to get back into documenting all the undocumented assaults and murders committed by illegal aliens. It is a lot. Remember, every year, ICE puts a detainer on roughly 2,000 illegal alien homicide suspects. Some of them are doubles because they murdered more than one people, but you get the point. 
we typically only arrest somewhere around 8,500 to 9,000 homicide suspects a year. That is a massive, massive percentage. 100% preventable. Preventable lives. Or lives lost, that is. But in a similar vein, the obfuscation we're seeing on the vaccines. So there's a lot of news breaking. Obviously, many of you have seen that New York Times article. New York Times article on um, myocarditis. That CDC is now investigating cases of teenagers getting myocarditis possibly from the vaccine. So it seems to be a particular problem among the people who should never be getting this vaccine. So New York Times Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is looking into reports that a very small number of teenagers, see they make sure to couch and then young adults vaccinated against the coronavirus may have experienced heart problems. The group's statement was sparse in detail, saying only that there were relatively few cases and that, that, that they may be entirely unrelated. The cases seem to have occurred predominantly in adolescents and young adults about four days after their second dose of one of the mRNA vaccines, right, either Moderna or Pfizer, BioNTech, and the cases were more common in males than in females. And then, you know, they, they go on to downplay it and say, oh, but it doesn't, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't match the severity of COVID. Mind you, they're talking about kids. And again, we're finding so many things about blood clots and heart-related things where there's smoke, there's fire. And all the doctors we've had on, Dr. Andy Boston, Peter McCullough, they're both heart specialists, have talked about this. This is not coming out of nowhere. There's a specific reason for it, the way this works. But again, imagine you see smoke and a lot of smoke, and you want to know if there's fire. And then you see, don't go in there. You can't go there. Sparse details, no reporting. On May 14th, the CDC alerted clinicians to the possible link between myocarditis and vaccines. And on May 17th, the working group reviewed data on myocarditis from the Department of Defense. Reports filed with the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System and other state health departments in Washington, Oregon, and California have alerted emergency providers and cardiologists to the potential problem. Dr. Liam Yor, the past president of the Washington State Chapter of the American College of Emergency Physicians, said in an interview that he recently had seen a teenager with myocarditis after vaccine, vaccination. The patient was treated for mild inflammation of the lining of the heart, was sent home, but then came back for care with a decrease in the heart's output. And yeah, this is this is where we are, folks. This is where we are. This is truly disgusting. I just don't know what to say. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And remember, as Dr. McCullough told us, it is a very arduous task to fill out that VARA system and they threaten you with jail time if you lie. You're going to have a lot of doctors that are like, eh, I don't know if I want to fill that out, given what's going on. The more censorship there is, the more censorship is going to succeed because it's going to scare people off. Again, they're squelching all information on ivermectin. By the way, I've heard that the FDA is considering now making quercetin. You know, the supplement you could buy at vitamin stores? That's like the alternative to uh, hydroxychloroquine. Very good for you. I think it's Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. Uh, if, if you're looking for it, you want, might want to get it now. They want to make it 
prescription only. I'm hearing they want to do that with melatonin and anything that is being used to help treat COVID. You know, May 24th happens to be the anniversary, um, the, what is it, the 77th anniversary, 78th anniversary, it was 1943, of Joseph Menengala coming to Auschwitz. He was brought in on May 24th, 1943. And now we have a Joseph Menengala and Fauci, but all these people experimenting on children for something that we know is not necessary. We know there already are at least some problems that outweigh any benefit because there are no benefits. Stifling information, stifling cures for COVID, making sure that anything that works is unavailable to the public. See, the, the New York Times wants to downplay this, but there's more to it. OSHA, I'm sure you saw over the weekend, reversed course. Just what I, what I mentioned last week. Remember a couple weeks ago, OSHA updated its regulation of the COVID vaccine, and they made it clear that if an employer is going to mandate vaccination for workers, mind you, they're not allowed to, but whatever, everything, every law is bulldozed on behalf of the vaccine cult. But all adverse events to those vaccinations must be counted and become recordable Workplace safety events. This is a direct quote from OSHA a couple weeks ago. If you require your employees to be vaccinated as a condition of employment, then any adverse reaction to the COVID-19 vaccine is work-related. It's recordable. It is a new case under 29 CFR 1904.6. Um, but then they got to them. They got to them. Now... They changed that. OSHA does not wish to have any appearance of discouraging workers from receiving COVID-19 vaccination. So now they said that um, as a result, OSHA will not enforce 29 CFR 1904's recording requirement to require any employers to record workside effects from COVID-19. Do you know how businesses are just beaten to death by OSHA? on any notional thing is blamed on them, now they could require you to get an experimental gene therapy, regardless of your situation, whether you're at risk, whether you already had it, and OSHA is announcing they will not enforce the law. Then again, this shouldn't surprise anyone because OSHA announced they violated their mask policy when they said for... 15 years that masks do not provide airborne protection and CDC has now admitted that the virus is its main method of transmitting is airborne. Doesn't work. Either way, you have to be fit tested. You have to get a medical exam. You have to have certain uh, breaks during the day. All of that has been violated and continues to be violated every day. Heck, the entire EUA has been violated. So folks, They're lying and twisting and abrogating every law, sense of decency, public safety, monitoring, all to bulldozes. You know, in the coming days, I want to talk about this. In Israel, a listener who lives in Israel sent this to me. I'm very thankful. I didn't see it. Dr. Andy Boston told me he knew about it. They put out a whole group of doctors, epidemiologists, um, lawyers, too. They put together a working group showing the dangers of 
the vaccine in Israel, you know, where they had a tremendously high rate of vaccination, including children, and they reported on the healthcare system's failure to monitor the vaccine's adverse events and issue alerts, coupled with the media's disclaiming its role as an important mechanism for inspecting and criticizing the authorities' conduct and as a pivotal platform for exposing the hard truth have led to the abandonment of the health of citizens of the country. And that's what we're seeing here, too. They stifle academic research. They stifle the media reporting. They stifle anyone else from reporting it. They don't set up a monitoring system, which is required by the EUA in America, at least. Everything that's counted as a COVID death is then not counted as a vaccine death or adverse event. And all laws, shut up, it's experimental, take it, no monitoring, no reporting, will ban anything you write off the internet, but no liability for the companies, no liability for anyone forcing you to get it. Shut up and take it. Including those that already had the virus and kids that are as good as if they already had it. We're supposed to believe that? Oh, the myocarditis is just a few cases. Don't worry. Don't you worry. They report here in Israel that from January to March 2021, okay, that was the vaccination in Israel when the virus wasn't percolating much, but the vaccination was crazy there. There was an 18% increase in overall mortality in Israel compared to the tri-monthly average mortality in the previous year. And again, COVID doesn't account for that. Among the age group of 20 to 29, the increase in overall mortality rate was even more dramatic. It was a 30% increase. That for sure you can't say is due to COVID. It was 20 to 29-year-olds. Again, 20 to 29-year-olds had a 30% higher mortality in the first three months of this year in Israel relative to the first three months of last year. Now, mind you, for the first three months of last year, Israel had almost no cases of anything or deaths. Remember, they, they started very late because there were, there were a couple of months there. Everyone was praising their reaction, right, until they got it. But 20 to 29-year-olds. Now, again, it's hard to tell. I don't want to run away with this one point because it's hard to tell if... Um, is it that kids are more at risk to adverse events or is it that adults or seniors are having it too? It's just they're, they're not being recorded. It's just more jarring when you see more young people have heart problems suddenly. But that doesn't downplay the problem. If anything, it might be worse than we think among seniors. I don't know. But the fact that we are seeing more cases, particularly among younger people, makes this all the more indefensible. Even if you are very hawkish about the vaccine for older people, it makes no sense. But again, this is not about public health. Because if it really were, wouldn't you want as much reporting, as much debate, as much data, as much academic research as you can get? But no, you wouldn't. It's the same reason they're stifling all information on crime statistics, particularly illegal alien crime statistics. Shut up. You're not allowed to say that. By the way, for years I've written about this. It's the same thing they've done with illegal aliens not getting vaccinated for mumps and measles and bringing in diseases. Shut up. You're not allowed to talk about that. There have actually been academic papers published on the morality of stifling information about the public health threats from illegal aliens. 
I've written about this before. I have to dig it up. I'll I'll get it for tomorrow's show. I've written written on this before, and I've linked to some of these papers they've written. That's how they are. That's their sense of morality. Even the things that they claim to care about the most suddenly get abrogated if there's a higher calling, like a racial identity type of thing. Again, that's part of the two-tier justice system we live in. So this is where we are. This, my friends, is where we are as a people. But again, it's worse than that. It's worse than that. Dr. Boston put out, this is a Harvard paper, brand new Harvard paper, that their data show that the S1 antigen, that's the spike production, after the initial vaccination can be detected by day one and is present beyond the site of injection and the associated regional lymph nodes. We hypothesize that the cellular immune responses triggered by T-cell activation, which would occur days after the vaccination, lead to direct killing of cells presenting spike protein and an additional release of spike into the bloodstream. Evidence of systemic detection of spike in S1 protein production from the mRNA vax is significant and has not yet been described in any vaccine study. The clinical relevance of this finding is unknown and should be further explored. (laughs) Basically, in plain English, what it's saying is we were promised that, okay, it's just this spike protein for this cell and that's it. It seems like they're finding the spike protein throughout the body now. So that means that you could have this inflammatory response for a wealth of other things potentially. And that could be responsible for heart inflammation. So, I mean, it's not like this doesn't make sense. From day one, this thing plays chicken with the virus to create the spike protein, but then you hope to deal with it. And mind you, the irony is it only recognizes the spike protein, whereas natural immunity is broad it recognizes every element of the virus plus doesn't give you the risk of being turbocharged in the future whereas this is less immunity and greater risk and they're still lying about natural immunity it's unbelievable again i want to say this very clearly someone who has already had the virus i don't care your health status i don't care your age You are the same as a child in terms of risk now. You should not get the vaccine just like a child shouldn't get it. But again, this is what we know. Given the lies already, we know they now lie to us about the origin. Okay, now even Fauci admits, yeah, it likely came from the lab. They lie to us about asymptomatic spread. They lie to us about masks. They lie to us from their own admission about... um, You know, it's spreading through droplets. It's really aerosols, as we knew from day one. So therefore, as they admitted it, they lied to us about the six-foot rule. They lied to us about outdoor transmission. They lied to us about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. We're to somehow believe everything they say on the vaccine is pure as the wind-driven snow? Are you kidding me? But folks, it gets even worse. Just how much of a religion is the vaccine now? They're actually tethering, tethering this religion to another religion. Jailbreak. This is from the Irish Sun 
I'm just reading you from here, but it's in the local media in Georgia. Offender is getting sentence cut in half if they get the COVID vaccine. Georgia's Hall and Dawson counties are offering this incentive in an effort to increase COVID vaccination rates among adults. Hall County Court Administrator Jason Stevenson said the judges can offer up to 20 to 40 hours for those qualified to participate. In our judges' view, every shot in the arm is a service to the community. For some offenders, it does not seem appropriate to recognize at the time and the costs involved and perhaps lining up child care, taking time off from work, arranging the transportation, making it to a vaccination site not once but twice. This recognizes the commitment they've made in doing that. How nice of them. The commitment they made. This is how they're talking of criminals. Andy Maddox, Senior Assistant Public Defender of Hall County, Explain this, and, and they're they're bragging about it. Somebody mentions twenty hours, and they may not sound like a lot, but that half a work week, and if so, that's half a work week, and if somebody can get a shot instead of doing twenty hours of community service, that is a pretty strong incentive. Georgia's current vaccination rate is thirty seven percent, while the national average is forty seven percent. You know why? Because blacks don't want to get it. I can't blame them. This is where we are. We have vaccine lotteries. Now you can get out early if you get the vaccine. So that might be a, a article I might want to cover tomorrow. Every single aspect of humanity, prudence, public health, private health, privacy, disabilities, public safety, academic freedom and research must be sacrificed on the altar of COVID fascism and vaccine experimentation so that the right people could earn enough money. Truly, truly shocking. And by the way, just now that we're on um, Georgia, um, I just wanted to go over this. There's a story out. You're talking about Georgia criminals. Nothing to do with this, but it just, just reminded me about the extent of who's getting killed in in Georgia. So this is from 11alive.com, local station. The likelihood of being shot in Atlanta is now higher than in Chicago. If you remember, Atlanta was one of the hot spots last year where they accused cops wrongly of you know wrongly shooting people and it was just chaos erupted there. Data from Atlanta police on all the shootings in 2021 were broken down by day of week, month, location, age, and race of victim. And basically what they found, um, obviously the weekends were, you know, the highest, the, the biggest shooting days, Saturday and Sunday. April is the worst month so far. So it's getting worse. The victims are overwhelmingly 18 to 32. Not surprising. But here's their last thing. Black men are reported as victims at an overwhelmingly high rate. In total, listen to this. 291 of 311 shooting victims this year were black. Now, 252 of those shootings were done by black men. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. They don't have data on the shooting, the shooter. Um, let me let me rephrase that again. 
291 of the 311 victims were black. 252 of those victims were black males. Five were Asian women. Seven were white. Folks, if you want to talk about, and again, thank you, Brian, one of our best fans from Georgia, for sending that to me. If you want to talk about equity and equality, this is what they're doing. Now, again, a lot of whites are being attacked. Jews in particular and Asians are now being attacked by the Hamas brigade and the BLM folks. But at least at this point, in terms of the homicides, almost all of them are black. So again, when you have a 20, 30, 40% increase in homicides in a given city, almost all of that share of the increase is going to be, you guessed it, black victims. This is, I mean, it shocks me how the Republican Party doesn't push three strikes and you're out and all the, the things we want to push on crime. I understand that you can't stand up for white victims of crime. I, I, I totally get that. I mean, I don't, but you know what I'm saying facetiously. But Republicans feel they need to make a racial argument everywhere. Why is this not one of them? Who knows? Who knows? So there's more stuff on crime as well. I just wanted to jump back to the vaccine stuff. So um, I, ha- I have a column out today. Um, the Department of Commerce, unlike DOJ, which said they're not going to ask for proof of vaccination, they are asking for proof of vaccination if you want to not wear a mask. So you're going to have to, for the rest of your life, if you're an employee of the Department of Commerce, you could work for the Bureau of Economic Analysis. You could work for the Census. You could work for National Weather Service, whatever else is under that umbrella. You must wear a diaper for the rest of your life unless you show proof of vaccination. So again, they're leveraging one EAU, EUA against another, which, which both of them have to remain optional. That's putting a gun to someone's head. That's not making it optional by saying you have to wear a diaper for the rest of your life. Title III of the ADA, public accommodations must comply with basic non-discrimination requirements that prohibit exclusion, segregation, and unethical treatment. Nope. Nope. And by the way, of course, they say, they explicitly say in their guidance that ma- that the that masks only apply to those who have been fully vaccinated does not apply to those who have caught COVID and have some level of natural immunity but chose not to get vaccinated. Unbelievable. This is where we are, folks. Title III of the Civil Rights Act. If you want to look it up, it's 28 CFR, statute 36.20-208, in determining whether an individual poses a direct threat to health or safety of others. A public accommodation must make an individualized assessment based on reasonable judgment that relies on current medical knowledge or to the best available objective evidence to ascertain. These factors include what? The nature, duration, and severity of the risk and probability that the potential injury will actually occur and whether reasonable modification of policies, practices, or procedures or provisions of auxiliary aids or services will mitigate the risk. There is no way you could say with everyone who wants to have the vaccine already vaccinated, with the remarkably low spread from asymptomatic that Fauci now agrees to, that a person coming in prima facie with no symptoms without a vaccine is a threat to other people. How? How? And especially if they have antibodies. But that doesn't matter. Because we allowed this to go on. It is so vital that we get lawsuits. 
Again, I'm trying my hardest. Um, by the way, if we have any listeners from the state of Tennessee or West Virginia who want to be a plaintiff on um, airplanes for like you know flying cases, the the masking, let me know because uh, I think I have attorneys from there especially if you have a disability or some sort or you know someone, we need a good plaintiff. We're going to have to keep this going because, folks, right now we are a bunch of expendable lab rats. But again, I have a lot more on COVID fascism. We have a lot more on crime that I want to get to, as always. But I just wanted you to know how these two stories tie together. What we started out with today, them obfuscating all information on the harm of illegal aliens, obfuscating all information on the harms of the vaccine, of mask wearing. It's par for the course. That's why you tune into this show. Just the presentation we gave today, when do you ever hear these stories? You don't. You don't, and therein lies the problem. Conservative media all too often chases the same stories, which is the problem, and then they, you know, they fight over that. But it's really what we don't hear about that is particularly concerning. So that's what we got today. I got to run. We've got a lot, lot more research to do. We provide you with the most up-to-date cutting-edge information as always. Sign up um, for one of our ConAction teams at ConAction.network if you want to be part of a Liberty Strike Force team that's going to work on lawsuits, on policy, state legislatures, county officials, local elections. We're going to do it all in as many states as we can um, we have some new team leaders for Alabama, for South Carolina. We're looking for some other states. Uh, if you want to help run, you know, we got West Virginia covered. If you want to help run Kentucky or Tennessee, um, North Carolina, let us know. We are looking, um, Mississippi as well, but there is a lot to do. This show is not just for information, certainly not just entertainment. We are a movement. And we are going to grow this movement with God's help. Till tomorrow, God bless you all, and thank you for listening.